0: This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com.
1: We
2: interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating
3: Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast easy peasy lemon squeezy we've got you covered with everything from marvel to star wars
2: i'm glad you asked that because i wanted to take this time to explain my evil
3: plan classic films trivia games and beyond now on with the show keep the change you filthy animal Hey everybody, welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. My name is Sean, and if you guys have ever heard any of the stuff that Rick does over on the Simply Syndicated Network, you know that from time to time he does an Admiral's Table. He usually does it as a part of Starbase 66, but right now he's in the middle of a transition. He's getting ready to start his own network, so he wanted to do an Admiral's Table uh, where he would get a panel together and talk about this past season of Doctor Who, which was Jodie Whitaker's. First season as the doctor and the New Year special and all of that. And I said, sure, that would be great because I've been a I was a listener of Starbase 66 before I ever even bought a microphone to do my first uh, podcast. The first time that I was ever on mic on a podcast was on one of Rick's shows on Starbase 66. So it is an honor. To present the Admiral's table as part of this episode of Cosmic Potato, the Superfan Talk Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is.
1: and welcome to the very first Admiral's table here on the Cosmic Potato Podcasting Network. Hopefully not the last, but uh, this is actually the first time the Admiral's table has been on any other network than simply syndicated. Uh, so it's kind of a kind of an interesting feel here. And we've got a bunch of folks that most of you probably are unfamiliar with. Well, uh, except for one. Uh, not counting me. <laughs> so uh, we are here to talk about season 11 of New Who, if you will. Uh, and I have a wonderful roundtable of folks to speak to. And I just realized I'm the only dude here. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: uh,
1: about
4: time. <laughs> uh,
1: John. No problem with this. <laughs> I, uh, John May- will hopefully be joining us later on. Uh, he, he is... Uh, uh, currently snowed under, both figuratively figuratively and literally. Uh, it was a snow day today, so he's up to his ears in in bouncing children. Uh, cool. So <laughs> uh, we're going to go around the table, and I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves, starting with uh, my wonderful wife.
0: Hello, I'm Emily, um, and I've been probably a Doctor Who fan since I was three years old.
1: And she's only 17 now, so... uh <laughs> Fire!
0: <laughs>
4: Oh, Rick, come on now.
1: (laughs) Uh, And Ellie.
4: Oh, um, I'm Ellie Glavich. I have been a Doctor Who fan literally since before I could remember. I didn't remember being a Doctor Who fan until the new series came out, and I started becoming obsessed, and my mom came up the stairs with a box of VHS tapes, and she said, you used to... Begged me to record this show for you when you were like three <laughs> to five years old. So I have every recording that PBS ever aired um, because Child Me was obsessed and I don't remember this. Um, but you can also listen to me on Plunders and Blunders, uh, which is a podcast of D and D Fabulousness with um, Sam Delev and Gina DeVivo of Alpha Fame. So there's that.
1: Awesome. Ella
5: Hello, I'm Emma Foster. I uh, do a uh, Doctor Who podcast on Simpsons Syndicated called The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. I've been a Doctor Who fan since uh, forever, but as the token British person on this show, uh, <laughs> you you are born and uh, you you start watching Doctor Who here, so that's uh, that's just how it goes. So uh, yeah, that's me. Wonderful. Token.
1: I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and Virginia.
2: Hello, I'm Virginia um, I've been a Doctor Who fan probably not as long as everyone else because um, I didn't have cable till I was like That's a long story Anyway, <laughs> for about the last ten years or so um, I admittedly skipped over the Peter Capaldi years, but I'm totally into Jodie Whittaker and can't wait to talk about it
1: <laughs> Sweet. And since we're all uh giving out our doctor who bona fides here um i have been a doctor who fan i remember watching uh doctor who and the daleks now granted that's not the most auspicious entry to the franchise (laughs) (laughs) but i remember seeing it when i was probably four or five and then having nightmares about daleks for the rest of my childhood uh
4: You could say life, it's
1: okay. (laughs) Well, no, because once I got older, I realized Daleks were kind of silly, although we'll talk about that later. later. Um, uh, And then I remember seeing our our local public radio station, Channel 2 out of Miami, when I lived in, in West Palm Beach, somewhere in 1980, maybe 79, 80, 81, somewhere around there, I'm not sure exactly when I could look it up, but... Going to bother. Uh, they advertised that they were going to be showing Doctor Who, and I was like, I remember that movie.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. And it was the first episode, first Tom Baker episode. So I was like, What the? F- huh? <laughs> I was very confused. Uh, but it I think you know it was Robot, which is if you go back and watch it now, it's painful, but it's still. Tom Baker, y- y- you fall in love with him immediately. You can't lo- not love Tom Baker. And I was hooked. Uh, and I watched. Mo- I-, I watched right up until. I think when Romana showed up. And uh, or uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um. Uh, and then, like, school, I got into the drama club and started doing plays and things, and, and time just kind of went away. And, you know, back then, ask your grandparents, folk, kids, uh, you know, you had to watch when it was on or you didn't see it. And uh, and so I think maybe the last two or three seasons I didn't see much of. And then when it switched to Peter Davidson, I watched the first episode of that, and I was like, what's with the white suit and the celery? And, and I just couldn't <laughs> deal with it. I um, never
5: understood the celery. <laughs> Emma,
1: is, is there an explanation for the celery?
5: Yeah, there is. Um, so basically, well, I mean, <laughs> that, it, there is, but they they put it on because they wanted a bit of weird flair and then kind of backfilled an explanation later in that this, the, the fifth incarnation of the Doctor is allergic to a chemical called spectrox, which comes up in the the last episode of his run. Uh, oh, that's uh, right. Giangizani. Yeah. So the celery gives off an indication that it's in the atmosphere is what is the the sort of hand-waving explanation of what it's for
1: <laughs> okay wow um but then uh now when when did new who start? it started started 2005 five, five. Five. yeah and uh you know by this time emily and i were married and we have yet to miss an episode
5: no so is it that kind of reminds me of um because I, I sort of have to I always forget when New Who started because 2005 because me and my husband met in 2006. And the way that we met is I joined his Doctor Who fan group. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, uh, yeah, because um, the sort of the re-emergence of New Who kind of made me say, I should I'd seek out my people. So I did ended up marrying the uh, the one available straight dude I could find.
4: Um
5: because <laughs> um, uh Doctor Who, that's a weird thing about it, Doctor Who fandom in especially old school Doctor Who fandom in the UK is very much gay dudes. Um so uh finding a straight one I was like, get him. Chuck so, <laughs> and Chuck hasn't, Chuck hasn't um missed a live broadcast of doctor who since 1978 Jinkies. so he's got a streak going so uh, to the point that he's turned down um, invitations to things because <gasps> you know the streak must be maintained he should win awards that's that's a feat yeah yeah warriors gate i think is the is the last episode that he was not you know that he had to and that's because like it was a thing of like he was still living with his parents who had control of the remote so um, yeah, that was that was the last time. And he was like, you know, this far and no further. I will never be to her again. <laughs> was, 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 the,
1: was the scheduling of your wedding in any way influenced by
5: this? It kind of was actually. <laughs> 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 um, on the day we got married was the day. Um, it was October the thirteenth, two thousand and thirteen. That was the day. Uh, no, 19, not 13. Oh, don't tell him <laughs> I messed that up. But um, and <laughs> that, that was the day that um, the trailer for it must have been. It was a, it might have, it was 11th Doctor episode. But it was like the series had been off, and I think it was the Christmas trailer. And because my wedding was full of Doctor Who nerds, we made the people in the hotel we got married in turn the TV on so we could all watch it. <laughs> That's, That's beautiful. great. And, like, my parents and his parents, the normies that were with us, were standing off to one side going, what the (laughs) hell? You know, priorities, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah. Look, you come to a nerd's wedding, this is what happens. I'm not going to apologize. (laughs) Yeah, they had to wear tights at ours.
4: (laughs) There are some great photos of Rick and Emily's wedding.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I've seen a few on Facebook medieval-themed or something wonderful. Yep. Dude, that was sweet. That was, you, had some, you had some sweet gear going on there. That was cool.
1: My, my favourite bit was calling up my groomsman and going, how would you like to slip on a pair of tights and stand next to me in a
5: wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit, there was, with that mid and Chuck, there was more than one conversation about, can we get away with doing this the full Gallifreyan headdress? thing, <laughs> You know, like they wear on, on Gallifrey. Oh, um, my God. There, I mean, but only like facetiously and it was to the point where my mom kind of looked at me and went we're not doing that <laughs> okay we're not doing that yeah okay <laughs> you found the line yeah <laughs> that was the line <laughs> i
4: don't know i think my mom would make it i think she would just be excited to make yeah, something. my mom's a
5: costume designer
4: so give her the oh, option I think
5: that would be cool yeah
1: but anyway let's talk about the new doctor shall we um, we are here to talk about Series Eleven with the, uh, and, I, and I'm not going to even mince words, the amazing Jodie Whittaker yes. as the very first woman doctor, and uh, uh, we're just going to go around the table and give our give a quick, uh, quick sort of overall opinion of how we felt the season went, and then we will dive into each individual individual episode and talk about them. So let's go in reverse order the way we introduced Virginia. What uh, what did you oh. think?
2: <laughs> I don't want to go first <laughs> um, Okay so I really liked I really liked um, The whole season overall um, I liked that there were a lot more Companions and that Not everybody was just white dudes So that was nice Um, I liked that one of the characters had a disability and that they didn't really portray it as like, oh, he has to overcome this disability. It was more like um, how can he push himself? How does the doctor, like, boost his confidence to where he feels like he can do these things that maybe he couldn't otherwise do? And I did have a few problems with historical accuracy in some of the historical (laughs) episodes, but other than that, I really, like, that's sort of my short, that's what I liked about it.
0: Okay. Emily? Um, I loved it all, even the ones that you didn't agree with. <laughs> I think Jodie Whitaker makes a great doctor. She's she's still no Matt Smith. He's, he's my baby. Um, mm. But I have really enjoyed watching her, and there was no really no adjustment period. It was... She took over, and there we go. Okay, Emma.
5: Um, I I, I enjoyed the series overall. I think it had. I, I really enjoyed Jody. I love the companions. I I like the stories. I think that um, looking at it kind of uh, as a whole, I think that, um, that in some ways it was it was ambitious, but in some ways it was stripping way back and like to the point of way back to 1963 and how successful that was, was, was kind of a coin flip. Um, um, so I kind of have complicated feelings about the series in that I, what I loved, I loved, but what I didn't like, I didn't like.
1: Fair enough. Ellie.
5: Oh, uh, I feel like
4: I shouldn't have given my full name on this. <laughs>
1: I can't <could hear laughs> it out if you'd
4: like. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, so here, the interesting thing is, everything that Virginia just said, I feel exactly the opposite about. <laughs> um, Personally, I wanted way more white guys running around. No, I'm kidding. That was the only thing I completely agree with that. Um, I, I do love Jody and I love Graham, and I don't like anything else about the show. Um, I was very very disappointed that we did have these brand new fantastic companions that that we're not just you know maybe a love interest which we're all sick of or like this young attractive woman who wears skippy clothes sometimes and distracts the guards um i'm glad that we didn't have that uh as beautiful as Yaz is but it felt like too many characters it started to feel to me like like class if anybody watched the spinoff show class Mm -hmm. um it started to feel like that. Like you have too many characters and you have too many side stories going on and you're not focusing enough on any one of them. So none of it seems wrapped up at the end of any episode. Um, I have a lot more that I could dig into, but basically um, I think Jody's great and I think Graham is great and I hate the Fortress of Solitude that is the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that every single episode is... Is yellow tinted and dark, and I don't have any fun with any of the episodes anymore, and it makes me really upset.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yep.
4: Sorry, I I know, I know, I'm gonna get a lot of backlash for this. (laughs) No, it's cool. That's you know,
1: that's
0: no, you're fine. (laughs) It's okay. I'm Uh, sorry to current popular opinion. Opinions really are just opinions.
1: (laughs) Um. Like I said at the beginning, I think Jodie Whittaker knocked it out of the park. She was the doctor from the minute she showed up on screen. Um, I thought that she was kind of channeling David Tennant quite a bit. and uh, Then when I found out that she and he are really good friends, it made sense. Uh, and, you know, I didn't have a problem with that because I think Peter Capaldi was channeling Tom Baker a lot. Um, so, you know, you want to see... Characteristics carry on from one doctor to another, so that was not in any way a problem. I love all of the companions, but I do agree that they they didn't all get as much screen time as maybe they deserved. Uh, yeah, Graham, uh, what's the actor's name? Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh is just amazing. Um, so
4: good. Yeah. So good.
1: Uh, when we when the first you know I'm Emily will will attest to this. I'm terrible about knowing who actors are. I'll be like. I know, who is, had, get, pause it, I've got to look this person up. I knew immediately that we had watched him in Law and Order UK. Okay, yeah. Um, so it was like, I didn't even have to try to remember. He just stands out so well. Um, I loved Yaz, but yeah, she was horribly underutilized. Um, um, oh, what's the dude's name?
2: Exactly. Ryan. Mar- Toys
1: and Mar- Cole. R- Ryan or Brian? Ryan. 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 Yeah, uh, you know, Again, really good actor, really strong character. Uh, yeah, you know, any one or two of them would have been a, would have been great companions. All three of them, it did get a bit a bit much after. Not 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 a bit much for us, but there just wasn't enough time, even with the extra ten minutes of each episode for all of them. Um, but when they did get utilized, they were they they used them really well. Um, we were originally going to record this show somewhere around episode seven or eight. Uh, and then, due to scheduling and, and things, we ended up putting it off, which I'm kind of glad we did, because at that time, I was prepared to put forth the question: Is it time to put Doctor Who to bed? Um, I was. And you gonna, know what?
4: At that time, honestly, at that time, I would have agreed. Like, yeah, no, it's done. Let's let's take a breather, guys.
1: because um, at the t- at that up till that point, I think. Uh, with with some exceptions, not 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 entirely, um, but it just really felt like they were just going through the motions. Um, but the last, uh, eh, I think, yes. Witchfinders is when it really kicked in for me. Kerbalan was okay, and and you know we'll get into more detail as we go on. But uh, from Witchfinders on, it felt like they they finally found their feet, mm-hmm. and so I'm you know I'm certainly on board for season two. But a lot of this, and I know we have, you know, new showrunners, you know, entirely new cast and crew. uh, But I think that it it took it a little longer than I would have liked for it to figure out where it was going. Um, But. Yeah, I agree. Overall, I'm, I'm enjoying it. None of them were painful to sit through. Uh, which I can't say the same for some of Capaldi's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I adored Capaldi. I think I think he was great. I don't think they've had a bad doctor in the New Who at all. Uh, no,
4: not
1: at all. You know, I, I loved Christa, Christopher Eccleston. I was, you know, very sad. Because at the time, the Internet was still kind of nascent, and we never we, we over here on in in the States didn't know about what was going on backstage. We were just like, he's leaving after one season? What the hell? Yeah. Um, you know now we know what was going on, but uh, or as much as anyone knows what was going on. Um, and you know David Tennant was a, was amazing, and I you know Matt Smith, I, I agree with my wife of the new whos Matt Smith was my was my is my favorite up until although Jody Whitaker is really coming on strong now. Um, so yeah, I, I think that uh, it ended up it ended well. But I was very shaky on it for a while there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, let's go into individual episodes, and we'll we'll talk about some of the more detailish stuff. So, episode one is the woman who fell to Earth, and that's where we meet Tim Shaw. <laughs> I actually oh, read yeah. an article on this today. They called him Tim Shaw through the whole thing. I'm like, you didn't even bother to look up the real name of the character. Um, what is with it, a Z? <laughs> <laughs> What what is the actual name, Emma? Do you remember?
5: It's like scrimshaw or something like that. <laughs> it, no, is sort
1: of...
4: it is Tim Shaw. It's like T Z I M, so it's like Z, but it is Tim Shaw. Oh, is it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
4: Ha, even on IMDb,
1: it says Tim Shaw. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting that one. Um, so you know, here we we've got the 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 classic. Doctor's just regenerated, doesn't know who they are, trying to figure things out. Um, and we meet our we meet our companions. Uh, I thought it was a good start uh, overall. I, I got a kick out of things like uh, Yaz calling the doctor ma'am and, and the doctor going, why do you keep calling me ma'am? Because uh, <laughs> you're a woman. Oh, does it suit me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think she had a lot more fun than some of the previous doctors with the adjustment period with the uh-huh. the i'm feeling out what my likes are and what my emotions are and and oh look i have big ears um, <laughs> the adjustment for her seemed to be like she was having much more fun adjusting than anybody previously that i'd seen
5: yeah i mean the um the level of sort of post-regeneration trauma is exactly as much as the story needs whatever um but uh yeah i i would agree there that uh, she she takes it a lot better than uh, some of our other ones i mean i enjoyed this episode but um as i said uh, sort of at the time um hey did you did you like 11th hour would would you like to see it again here it yeah. is
1: <laughs> which one was 11th hour
5: uh, Matt Smith's first hard. episode
1: oh yeah 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 okay yeah well okay. i mean it's i guess it's kind of inevitable that a regener post regeneration episode is going to Going to echo some others. At least he wasn't eating fish fingers and custard.
5: <laughs> I know people who genuinely tried that, and it's uh, it's as advertised. It's pretty bad.
1: I, you know, <laughs> th- there was a time when I participated <laughs> in certain herbals <laughs> that I might have done that, but <laughs> un- until it becomes legal in Florida, no.
4: <laughs> California man, it's all in science.
2: <laughs>
1: what do you think, Virginia?
2: Um, I, I really liked it. I thought that, um, I don't know, I guess I liked how they introduced all of the, all of the characters, and that they seemed to, like, they already had some relationship before they started to build, like, their little doctor family.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was impressed with that, how, how they, uh, you know, I like a story that comes in kind of in the middle, um... That's one of the reasons I really enjoyed Aquaman. I know some people have been complaining about it, but I liked how they started in the middle and then sort of gave you bits of flashbacks as to where he came from. That's what I liked about Tim Burton's Batman, too. And I, I really like how these all these people had a relationship of some sort going into it, so there was kind of a shorthand they could already use. I was really impressed with the way they introduced the companions that didn't become cumbersome, Um Although, you know, if you're in the woods and a big glowy thing shows up out of nowhere, don't touch it.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, but we've already established that somebody has to be stupid in the series. <laughs> yeah. Like every, every time there's always one dumb person who has to poke it with a stick <laughs> or their own finger, you know. But it's
0: such a big shiny red button. <laughs> and we found our person. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no I, I wouldn't push
1: that button <laughs> <laughs> no that would be me like,
5: i have, a, I, have a quick question. Be I have a quick question for for all of you guys um mm. did you guys struggle with the accents i'm curious to know
1: a kind of a little yeah, bit a bit yeah oh,
5: okay not at all oh, okay
1: actually oddly enough it was it was jody who lost me a few times because she just yep. talks yeah. so
5: fast
4: just like every other doctor, but yeah, with a we don't hear that accent over on on this side of the pond very frequently. Yeah, um, that's what I asked, Yeah. So it it was uh, every, every episode I watch, it takes me a good five minutes to click in, and then once it's there, it's there and it's fine. But yeah,
5: there's a few times. Well, I mean, it, it's not that it doesn't happen here even. I mean, because in the UK, although we're geographically very small compared especially compared to you guys. The range of accents here <laughs> is large. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if you've ever heard uh, the other doctor, doctor podcast I do, me and Mike grew, were born in the same year and we grew up about 250 miles apart, um, um, but our accents are entirely different. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I grew up, I mean, 15 miles apart from. When my husband grew up and even then there are little differences between our accents um even inside of london so because uh, i grew up in southeast london he's from east london so there's enough wow. of a difference that you can hear it between us um i think well i i can but i think probably you know much outside of london you can't but um yeah um even even here i mean there was a couple of we have, like, a, a talk back show uh, called Points of View that's on the BBC, and there were more than a few complaints about I can't understand what she's saying. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you guys.
1: Yeah, I think, honey, didn't we go back a couple of times and turn on the subtitles to see what she said?
0: <laughs> you might have. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but, you know, I haven't had any problem with it, with probably because I work with some people who speak super fast and we're always telling them to slow down at work because passengers can't understand them.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i i saw my first monty python episode when i was eight so i've been listening to english accents my whole life but like emma you you were saying you and mike sometimes mike loses me when he speeds up
5: <laughs> yeah I, I know i mean again because you got obviously you guys watching pbs and stuff and the sort of the old shows people didn't use their regional accents it was kind of beaten out of them that everyone had to kind of speaking what was called rp received pronunciation so everyone can understand what they're saying so people's regional accents weren't used on tv up until very recently and that's why it was kind of a bit not controversial but a bit revolutionary that you had Jodie using her natural accent and not using one sort of bit like more like mine i mean not mine's not rp but um uh, you were much more inclined to sort of hear people like me sort of from the south rather than the the, the northern accents, if you will, which is what Jodie's is. Ooh.
1: Well, it's like Sean Connery and uh, and uh, David Tennant not being allowed to be Scottish
5: in their roles. <laughs> well, I mean, Sean Curry using human speech. Well, I mean, that is... <laughs> even him. But, yeah, I mean, David Tennant... I mean, oh. but he was, he, I think he had a choice to, you know, what do you want to do? And he decided to do the kind of what we would call mockney, which is sort of fake South London... Uh, accent. Well, and he uses that accent for a lot of things. He yeah, he does, for, yeah.
4: Um, uh, Jessica Jones as well, which drove me crazy. He does a quick wow in the middle of Jessica Jones, and I'm like, you can't be Dr. Kilgrave. You're not allowed. You can't do that. <laughs> I, the
1: first I guess, time I heard him use his, his, his normal speaking voice, I almost
0: like I was like, what?
1: <laughs> I had <laughs> no idea.
0: There's okay, something I, similar here uh, for newscasters and people who make announcements and things. And for models, they try to get them to all speak a specific way mm-hmm. so that everyone can understand them. And it does, I mean, having known that growing up, it I always thought the newscasters sounded funny.
4: They do. I've sat in the room when people who, who are newscasters do their quick podcasts, and I'm just like, that is not your voice. What are you
1: doing? <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to episode two, the Ghost Monument. Now, at this point, the Doctor still doesn't have her TARDIS. And, uh, um, I, okay, I just, I just, I can't remember. How did they end up on that planet? Uh, well, they, they,
5: Jodie initiates, Jodie's Doctor initiates kind of a, uh, a, a lash up to try and get her uh, to uh, get back to where the TARDIS signal was coming from and by doing so, Beams their, herself and all the companions into space That's right them.
1: And, and then we're waiting for the heart of gold sh- I mean, uh, a spaceship to pick them up
5: <laughs> <laughs> Yep, someone turned on their Holly hop drive and uh, they were there <laughs>
1: Um probability factor of... Anyway. Uh, so, aside from a very silly cliffhangerish ending slash beginning, which... I, I'm sorry, I had to roll my eyes at that one. It was like, um... Okay. <laughs> uh, then they end up with the, the, the great race in space, is the way I described it. Um, I don't know. This one was... This was one of the ones that was... It was kind of like eating a huge meal and feeling full at the end of the meal but then you walk away from the table and you realize that it was all an illusion and you really are still hungry.
4: All you ate was pasta. You were really full of pasta and then 20 minutes later it's done. <laughs> oh, am I the only one who feels that way with pasta? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with Chinese food. Uh, that works too. <laughs> um, I, uh, this is going to be a, a resounding, like, continuous thing for me, but I don't remember a lot of these episodes, because when I watched them, I was bored. Which is never something I've ever felt watching a Doctor Who episode. Ever. And I did make it through all of Capaldi, and Rick knows my deep, deep hatred of Clara. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Um, but, but at the end of, of The Woman Who Fell to Earth... I was sitting there with, with my boyfriend, who had never seen an episode of Doctor Who before, um, and my parents, and they all just looked at me like, so, what do you think? And I went, I don't know. Um, which hurt my soul <laughs> to say, because I was so pumped, and I was so ready, and I was so excited. Um, and I did love... Love Jody, and what I did love was that um, they had introduced a character that we were all supposed to l- love entirely, Grace, um, and and we did. And then they actually killed her. Not Doctor Who killed. Not like, oh, she'll be back in a couple of episodes. Which spoiler alert. But <laughs> but the, it introduced an actual death in the show. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna give this another shot. And then the next episode, I sat there bored. And I was bummed because there, it didn't feel like there were really any stakes. It felt like, um, I'm going to blank on the name of the episode, but the one where Amy lives out her entire life. Um, and she, uh, The girl who waited? Yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. The girl who waited. Um, it felt like that with the robots that were coming after them for no reason. Um, and it just, I didn't really get the point of the episode other than, oh, hey, now we found the TARDIS. Where are the stakes? What's going on? Find the Tardis, Kay.
5: I mean, it, it, I think that's that's entirely fair. It is basically an effort to get them from point A to point B, which is to get to the Tardis. Um, I remember there was some speculation at the time that they might sort of go all in on there being no Tardis and that she wouldn't have it for the entire series, and huh. the entire series would be the pursuit of the Tardis. Um, that would have been fascinating, because at least they would have had a
4: pursuit of something for the whole series.
5: Yeah, but I say so that was the thing. I mean, I I, I I was watching this going, okay, so are they going to do what they think, or what the internet is saying they're going to do, or are they going to do what I think they're going to do, and, you know, the ghost monument is the TARDIS, and, and we shall get it back post Um, I didn't feel as strongly about it as, as that. I kind of have... <laughs> um, when it comes to Doctor Who's bullshit, you know, in inverted commas, I have much higher tolerance than. I am. <laughs> I mean, because we've had Rick on the greatest show and showing him like classic episodes he's never seen, and me and Micah like, here's a bloody classic episode that everybody loves. Rick, what did you think? And you say, Rick? Oh, uh, it was all right. What the fuck? Were yeah. I doing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so you've met Mister Critical. <laughs>
5: well, I mean. My my level of sort of acceptance of the thing that Doctor Who is intending to do on that day is kind of like I kind of start at like a higher level of okay let let's let's just let this ride and see where it goes. I mean I didn't find it. I mean I'm sort of I sort of watched it being prepared to say okay well I'm sort of interested where the journey goes. I'm enjoying the side characters here and I like this kind of the conceit of the race. In terms of classic Who, it's reminiscent of a, an episode called Enlightenment, which you might remember. It's a, it's a, a fifth Doctor. Um, one where they have uh, they encounter sort of like tall ships in space, and they're um, they're, uh, they're from these uh, these peoples who uh, run these uh, kind of races and snatch people from Earth to crew the ships because they're like a an, inter- an eternal species and aboard, so they go on these forever races using uh, kidnapped humans. Um, it's not as interesting as I made it sound. But it's yeah, um,
4: really cool. <laughs> it, it's it, you know, um, so That's how it, they pitched passion. it and what it came out
5: as is not. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, um, sort of watching it from through that lens, I was like, okay, so we're gonna sort of do an enlightenment thing here, and they kind of they veered away from that. I kind of enjoyed it on the basis that I enjoyed kind of the guest performances, um, and uh, again, those are faces that people, watching in the UK will know from lots of different. Dramas and stuff. Um, so uh, and uh, Art Malik popped up, which I thought was interesting. I mean, i thought one for the mums there, um, oh. just to, to kind of get, because they did here. They had a montage of like, here are the guest stars that are going to be on Doctor Who um, if, when uh, when Capaldi's series started, and uh, you know Art Malik was sort of uh, front and centre, and uh, he was in it for five minutes, and I thought, okay. Um, it was kind of the first of the things that I'm going to complain about the series overall, in that they kind of left some little breadcrumbs. When they said Chris Chibnall explicitly said we're not doing continuing stories, so they're all going to be, um, you know, independent, contained pieces. And they kept putting little, little, little breadcrumbs in, like thinking, okay, is this something I should be paying attention to? And then nothing kind of came of it. Uh, so, yeah, there was that little element to it as well But uh, I didn't feel as vehemently as you
4: <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, You know, it's funny that, that you bring that up Because that was another problem I had with the show I actually love the two-parters In my opinion, they happen to be the strongest episodes Most seasons I say most seasons um, And the fact that there weren't any I didn't, didn't feel attached to anything that was going on
1: mm. Virginia, what I mean, do you think? Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> no, 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 carry on, please. Um, once they revealed that the TARDIS was the ghost, the ghost monument, I was really—I know they do the interior of the TARDIS every different time, every time the Doctor regenerates. So I was really excited to see what the inside would look like once they actually got there. Which, yeah, was a little boring—a <laughs> <laughs> fortress of solitude, I'm telling you.
1: Just
4: I- rocks everywhere. It's yellow.
1: Yeah, I, I I hate to admit it, but yeah, I I usually I like what they do with the Tardis. This time it's it's a little too Flintstones for me.
0: Did they get a new design team, too? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah,
4: they got a new everything. Um, Even a new DP. I w- sorry, the, here's the California girl in me. Um I it bothers me so much that 90% of the shots that they use are underneath the actors, and it's meant to make them look bigger and more powerful, but to me it's just like you're. it's the same shot every single time. It's up the nose. <laughs> Watch it again, and you will see it.
1: <laughs> and for those of you not in the television business, DP is director of photography. Sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you, Rick.
1: <laughs> I, I'm here to translate. Um, you know, I, I didn't dislike this episode. It was certainly fun. Um, it, it did something that I think is, is something that, and you all touched on this on, on your show, Emma. A lot of times with this season, they'll set up something like, don't do this, or watch out for that, and then this or that ends up being either not there or nowhere near as bad as we were as they were told. Like the robots were, were you know, don't go out at night, and then they go out at night, and there's like the robots, and they hold up a mirror and kill them all or whatever. You know, those <laughs> those floating ribbons were a lot more dangerous than the robots. I thought that was a pretty cool
4: thing. That was uh, cool. Thing.
1: Um, I just, you know, uh, again, I think the, the, the running theme of this season, at least at the beginning, was a lot of buildup, not a lot of payoff. Uh, Which
4: we're used to from the Moffat era, so let's do something new.
1: yeah. And, but I'll admit I, and, 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 and will back me up on this. I cried when, when the TARDIS showed up. no, um, no, <laughs> you know, Jody played that beautifully and, and I was weeping. Uh, when I think, what did she say? There you are or something like that. And, uh, and I was just like, I got all choked up. Ooh. What, what do you think, hon?
0: I cried. Um, <laughs> uh, with the, with the TARDIS. Yes, I did. Uh, usually I'm the one not crying. Um, I enjoyed the episode. I went in. Uh, by that point, I knew that we had a whole new crew and a whole new, whole new writing crew, new cast, new everything. And so I didn't go in expecting much of anything. Uh, I've learned that I enjoy things much more if I go expecting nothing. And I, I did like the the ribbon monsters, and I was, I like like Rick. I was disappointed by. The robots. I thought they should have been much more menacing. Uh, but I got caught up in the feel of the show, and I, I did enjoy the episode. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of the beginning of it, but I do remember thinking that the the guy who ran it was a complete dick. Um.
5: <laughs> <laughs> now was he somebody, Emma? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's I mean, in the case he's kind of like um oh he's one of those guys in that he's like in everything here um he's like it, it, you know if there's like a cop drama he he you know he's kind of like second detective and things like that so he's in a he's in a few things here i would look him up but my cat is on my lap and i cannot read my computer <laughs> so <laughs> these
4: are these are real problems
5: i understand yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay um so moving on to the first episode that, that really, in my opinion, saved the series. Yes. Um, Rosa was... Uh, Phenomenal. Knocked, knocked it out of the park, yeah. Um, I You know, the only criticism I had for it, uh, when the episode was over, I turned to, to Emily and I said, well, that was a bit heavy-handed, don't you think? And she pointed out that this Show is made for a British audience that they let us watch, <laughs> so you know uh-huh. stuff that you know history that we grew up with and could probably be done a little more subtly needs to be broader for an overseas audience. Um, so once once you put that in in that sort of perspective for me, I was like, yeah, okay, that that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, yes, Selma, uh, Georgia, Georgia, no. Selma,
2: Montgomery,
1: Alabama. Montgomery, where am I getting Selma from? That's a different. <laughs> yeah, that um, was a
2: different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, it, it it was bad, but it. I don't think it was. I think they ratcheted it up a few notches just to for dramatic purposes. Um, I don't think they did
0: it all.
4: Yeah, I actually agree. I don't think that was as. Um, I, I I don't. I think they they dulled it down as much as they could because man, that stuff's bad.
0: <sighs> Having grown up visiting the South every year for uh, 18 years and then spending nine months there for college Uh, the happiest time that I was there away from my family was college (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of pressure and I know that from stories from my father uh, who was a a newsman and covered a lot of stuff in that era Uh, it was very heavy Mm -hmm. it was tension belts it was um i think they portrayed it very accurately and mm-hmm. if anything when it's portrayed here in america it's they don't do down. down yeah, yeah they, they they're like no we can't have it that heavy because then people won't watch it because uh, they don't want to think oh no this is this is relevant and they want to think this. we is don't past. do that yeah which it is still very very
4: relevant um and it could even be as bad as that
0: now, and it's just not making the news. I mean, when you when you go visit your family without your parents, and then your your grandmother's husband says, "No, you can't go to the arcade because good little white girls don't go to that part of town," mm. you realize pretty early uh, there's something wrong here that's not in Miami where I'm growing up. Yep.
1: Wow. Okay. I. Uh, I- I won't say I'm happy to be wrong,
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I
1: I will be I I I bow to your greater knowledge. But uh, but even still, it was a it was a banging episode. Uh, I think mean, uh, every well, yeah everybody got something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the uh, almost city on the edge of forever type ending. Uh, if we can bring a little bit of Star Trek in, because hey, it's mm-hmm. me. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, just the you know how often do we see the doctor say, the only thing we can do is nothing? And poor Graham, you could see it was just tearing him apart on the bus. Um,
4: Yeah, what a great character to have in that situation. Like, your your wife, who you loved, who who was a different color than you, and you have to sit there and and be one of those people who are are racist assholes and do nothing. Like, ah, God, all of the feels.
1: Yeah. And the, the... Okay, uh, I uh, because research is you know who, who bothers with that. <laughs> Emma was the woman who played Rosa American or British? I think she's, I think she's British. Then double wow, because
4: isn't there a, a rule for Doctor Who like the same rule for Harry Potter? They won't they won't cast any Americans.
1: No, the asshole CEO in uh, Iraq. Yeah,
5: Chris, Chris, he's American. Oh, the Trump character. Okay, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can keep him, but um, <laughs> um but, I mean, in today's episode, um, <laughs> somebody else um, can complete. <laughs> <point. laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, as, as a person who's not from the states, I mean, obviously everyone knows who Rosa Parks is and, and sort of the basics of her story, but um, sort of the real kind of intricacies of it, like uh, you know, it, it's taught basically in history. Um. I mean, cause we obviously learned about the Civil War and kind of the fallout, and then the, the, the you know, what happened afterwards. And but getting into the 50s is kind of too much mon- too modern history, so it only gets basically touched on. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it taught me stuff, and I thought that was great. Um, I thought it was, especially watching it now, the bits between um, Ryan and Yaz talking about the racial prejudice that they experience um day to day here i mean we are not immune from these things um it, you know these are these are still issues today unfortunately and uh i i really appreciated that i mean because i remember in the build-up me and mike when we were talking about it were terrified that it would be like something the doctor says it rosa it when when they come to ask you to move tell them to to piss off yeah And I was worried that they were going to be a thing of like the doctor tells her to do it or it wouldn't, you know. So I was really worried about how that was going to work. But making them complicit in it, I thought was a masterstroke. So, yeah, I was I was blown away by it. Yeah.
4: That's interesting. I didn't even that thought didn't even cross my mind that they would have them do the uh, Marty McFly made up the song sort of thing. So, (laughs)
0: yeah, I'm glad that that they didn't do that, too. I'm with you. I kind of like that they they touched on being a different color but not being black with yes. Yaz. Mm-hmm. The, uh, did anyone notice that nobody seemed to have a problem with her sitting in the white section?
5: Yeah, they didn't know what to do with Yaz. I thought was really funny because it it points out the, the the hypocrisy of the dumb system. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought that that was that was really fun. There's well, been, fun, I mean, interesting. Sorry, that's my bad.
0: Since the since. Uh, not quite the founding of America, but about a, about less than a hundred years in, there's been a very integral group of Indian Americans who have uh, been part of high society and the middle class that have helped move things along, and they were treated as white. Hmm. They were allowed to own land. They were allowed to do all the stuff that white people were allowed to do. And it was the same in the South. They just... It's like in the South, they didn't seem to like if you were Chinese or if you were black. But everyone else seemed to be okay. Virginia were... Um,
2: well, I know here in Texas, at least, there's... Yaz would have been Mexican. That's what the racists here would have thought she was. Um, and they don't really in that, I don't want to be, like, too blunt about it, but, like, in that day and age where, like, in the Deep South you would have, like, whites only in the stores and whatnot, you would have no dogs or Mexicans in South Texas. So, um, I don't... To me, I... I had... I don't know that I had, like, a great reaction to this episode because, um... I felt like it was, Rosa Parks was like a, a turning point in history, but it was also part of a, a planned movement that was already, already happening. It just, like, previous, previous people had been arrested getting off the bus, but they weren't, like, the um, ideal sort of person to put forth in a lawsuit to get segregation legally overturned. So like all of these wheels were in motion and I understand that it's a show about Doctor Who and this is my own historical like nitpickiness, but the fact that the rest of that like community working wasn't as much like if some of the companions would have been working with some of the community that was also behind the boycott, like I would have I would have liked to see that dynamic more I think. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I didn't find out about that. I think maybe you, you might have even told me when we were uh, doing one of the Cosmic Potato Shows, Virginia. I didn't realize that, you know, history portrays the Rosa Parks incident as spontaneous, and it wasn't. Um, and and this episode kind of followed that narrative. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it, it that was kind of the disconnect for me is they show her meeting with Martin Luther King and and you know sort of almost a, a you know a, an underground resistance sort of meeting kind of thing. Um, so you know, having her her uh, act of rebellion be planned, I don't think would have affected the episode at all um, in a negative way. But they chose to go with the the established narrative. Uh, of you know what we get in in grade school uh, wh- I mean I guess it, it comes down to what's more important the details of the store of, of of what act the, the historical accuracy or the message
2: oh well I, that's why I say I know that's totally my nitpickiness and I I still enjoyed the episode and and liked what they did and like uh, I think Emily was saying it was for a British audience and that's what that's like what we, as Americans, would probably put forth as the story. So, um, yeah, I just I understand that this is my own <laughs> my own issue that I have with a lot of movies. so, yeah,
1: no i've I've never like criticized medieval armor in a movie or anything like that.. I'll so. <laughs> <laughs> well, um,
2: go to Emily for a comment.
1: <laughs> uh, and uh, you know. But a cool thing about that is I'm 54 years old. I have been out of grade school for you know we we stopped using clay tablets when I graduated, um, <laughs> and yet I you know this episode caused me to learn something new about a piece of history I thought I understood. So even that is useful. So you know it starts a dialogue. So that that's uh, that was a great thing. I think uh, you know Rosa was amazing. Did Chipno write that one, Emma? Do you know offhand?
5: Uh, I think he co-wrote it. He co-wrote it with, um, a lady whose name escapes me, but, um, she's a woman of colour. She was, is our, or is or was our children's poet laureate here. Oh, cool. And she, yeah, and she, uh, she wrote a, a series of sort of young adult novels about, you know, that sort of concern race and stuff like that. So, um... Uh, she, uh, I, I wish I could remember her name off the top of my head, but I can't. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, it was like a co a co writing effort with that.
1: Okay. All right. Moving on to. Okay, maybe the the first filler episode of the of the series, which when you're only doing ten and a, and a New Year's special, maybe is not
4: should not cool. have filler should, episodes. Yeah whole storyline that somebody is following through the end, but I but, don't have any opinions on this at
1: all. <laughs> but all right, arachnids in the UK.
2: Oh yeah. God, Chris Noth is so good at playing a douche, so good.
5: <laughs> is that the the Trump character? Yes. Well, Mr. Big, as I know him.
2: Yeah, Mr. Big. He was on Law and Order for a long time too always the douche. Which you gotta know means that he's actually one of the nicest people,
4: because <laughs> people only hire really, really nice guys to play total douchebags. That's just it's how like, it works.
1: It's like Louise Fletcher I hear is just an absolute sweetheart. <laughs> and yet she plays the worst people on the screen. they um, fun. People are fun. I, I was impressed with the, the level of special effects in arachnids in the UK, because I know that, that CG has gotten better over the years, but it's still, it's expensive to get it to look really good, and I thought the, the spiders looked really good.
5: Also, that's uh, that's kind of a point of order here as well. Um, you can't, there, there wasn't until very recently, and actually up until basically this episode, that the spiders on TV couldn't be too real for fear of triggering arachnophobes. Hi, oh, really? that would be me. I had a <laughs> yeah. really hard time with this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I mean, cause there was a th- there was an episode way back when, uh, Sarah Jane, uh, episode, uh, third doctor's last one, planet of spiders. And, um, it gave her uh, my, my other half his lifelong fear of spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were complaints sent to the BBC about this terrified my kid, the spiders were too realistic. And after that, they were sort of made to look shitter so oh. that they didn't scare people so much so when um this this episode started you know was on and they're very spider like and uh, you know very sort of you know for massive spiders real i was quite surprised because i thought the bbc switchboard is going to be lighting up right now <laughs> <laughs> well, out of
0: out of curiosity did anybody else Really want John Goodman to show up with his little spray gun <laughs> from the arachnophobia movie?
4: I've never seen
0: that. Yeah, I just seen that.
4: I've never seen that either. But but I am actually arachnophobic, so I've yeah, don't avoided. Don't watch that movie. Don't I'm, watch that movie. No, I can't. That about, that's what I have to say about that episode. I was horrified. Go. <laughs> you see,
5: my, yeah, my Chuck was very unhappy through this. I did get my hand. I was, we were just sitting on the sofa together. I did get my hands sort of crushed a couple of times because <laughs> he was very unhappy with some of them. It was sort of the movement, which was <laughs> one of, yeah, kind of the worst thing yeah. about spiders. Yeah, that was, that was not good.
1: See, my problem with the spiders was that they, they looked great and they moved right, but they weren't anywhere near aggressive, so I wasn't in any way frightened by them. But I guess maybe that's that was the compromise. You,
3: you
5: live in Florida, you know, literally, you know, the <laughs> Satan's playground for monstrous animals, so... Why would you be frightened? Yeah, there, that's true. Is no
0: reason.
1: <laughs> we just pat it and go, give it a, give it a cookie as they run along.
5: See, the things that live, you know, you just go, oh, yeah, I would call the police. So, <laughs> you know, it's sort of different things.
0: <laughs> I would just be amazed if we saw that here. I'd just be amazed that we had something bigger than our, than our gators and our mosquitoes. Yeah. Something didn't eat yeah, you, dude. Do. Well done.
1: More <laughs> cockroaches.
4: Like hand-sized uh, cockroaches. Uh,
0: uh, they, got those, they got those. all over the south.
1: Yeah,
5: see, <laughs> yes, I, they just yes, don't yes, fly anywhere but
0: here. I'll take a tarantula
1: <laughs> over a palmetto bug any day. Well, uh, thank
5: it you. That reminds me yes. when, because um, we we went to Florida on on, on vacation and uh, like we were sort of wandering around, sort of you know, on the streets, you know, and then my dad was like, a lizard, and we were like, whoa. Whoa! and we all went sort of running over to go and look at it because i mean you know there, there are no rogue lizards in in the uk very well they're extremely rare you know we were like whoa what in all these you know, americans you know natives walking by I like, what the fuck is the old buffy you know? um so I, do,
1: is there really anything else to say about this episode besides the incredibly too pat ending
5: I kind of like I kind of like the monster mash. I do like a monster mash episode of, of Doctor Who, and I, I enjoyed it up to the. But the reoccurring problem with this series is that the episodes just stop. Yeah. And this is sort of prime offender. It just stops. Yeah. And and I
1: think, I think we'll we'll just stop on that and move on to <laughs> <Okay>. the next. <laughs> I mean, it, it was not offensive. It was not great. It it. it you know, if this had been a, a, a 14 or 15 or, or 20 episode series, it would have been just fine. But to be, you know, the fourth one out of ten, I wish they'd have done a little more with it. But okay, the next, it, this one I'm really conflicted on, and that's the the Tsarenga conundrum. And there was a lot of things I liked about the episode, but the episode itself was another one of those like, why? <laughs> Um,
5: I barely I, remember this one. What, what happened uh, here? I, I, I described this to Mike. As, see if you think if you agree with me. You remember the episode Midnight from? Yeah. From yeah. It, this is the nice version of Midnight. Is, okay. is
1: Midnight the one with where they were underwater and the doctor had to?
5: No, Midnight's the one where
4: they were on a a bus uh, on the planet called Midnight, um, and an alien took over a person's body and voice and then jumped into the doctor um and it was basically like Doctor Who doing Twilight Zone. Um they were all it was like one set they couldn't leave they couldn't look out the doors a- and panic in inside of a bus. And they, Which doctor was draw. it? 10. This is oh. this is a Donna episode but Donna wasn't really in it.
0: Okay. I actually really liked that episode. I thought it was a lot of fun, but then I We did to, it at the play at our I used to stay show. up to watch Twilight Zone when I was about 6. So I am not normal.
1: I kept thinking the episode was going to like have something to say. Now now they did something that you know, I don't know if they were if they were doing something that science fiction television or, and and movies of a certain vintage and eh, still today drives me crazy when they use the words universe, planet and galaxy interchangeably. Mm. And the doctor said that they were in a trash galaxy. And I was like, huh? <laughs> "Okay." Um and I was expecting some sort of environmental statement there, but it was just an excuse to get them on board that ship. Uh, I liked the fact that the war hero was a woman. That the, you know, that you know, you know, I, Doctor Who has done stuff like this all along, and I love it. You know, just little little things thrown in without drawing a whole lot of attention to it. Like in the the, the episode where they were on that planet that was just a planet-wide traffic jam. Good mm-hmm. luck, uh good luck oh, grid, yeah. yeah and doctor i think it was it still rose
5: no, it's no martha. Martha. Yeah. martha
1: martha and you know they're running through car to car to car and at one point it's two elderly women who are married and they're they're they just you know hi how you doing would you like some tea you know and then, and then they move on um you know stuff like that that you know it, it's it's quote-unquote socially pro- progressive but it's just sort of background matter of fact in Doctor Who, and I love that. Um, you know, the the fact that the, the the pregnant person on the ship was a dude, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I know you heard a lot of a lot of guys whining about that, but I, I thought it was mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Um, I but, thought it was about time. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh-huh.
1: um, but then, you know, the the big bad, other than the ship itself, is going to blow up the Pating so cute it was and emma you you brought this up on your show they talk oh you can't touch this thing or it'll kill you and then that went absolutely nowhere you know it, it's... well i
5: mean i talked about it in the you know you've got a you've got a robot you know looking at, at an android guy there and you keep going on about you know eat stuff and i was like eat him eat him he's right there <laughs> <eat him." laughs> You know, I was waiting for something kind of bonkers like that to happen, but uh, you know, but it was one of those ones. That I, while I was watching, it, I was like, I liked it, but it was—it's entirely kind of a, a C out of you know on on the grade scale. Um, I but I do eagerly await my patine plush. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it was cute. I mean, it, it, Emily and I were both like,
5: "It's got a butt. Look at this
1: butt." Um, <laughs> you know, it was it was a cute design, but it just there, there was a lot of. Again, a lot of uh, what, what do they call it? Chekhov's gun. Um, yes. There were like a whole armory <laughs> that never got resolved, um, and I, I, just, I mean it, it was it was fun, but I, I never really felt any sort of tension in the episode, uh, and yeah, the, you, you, I didn't realize the dude was a robot until I was listening to your show, because <laughs> it was like a throwaway line at the very beginning, and then uh, you didn't realize it. I missed it. Yeah,
0: he just kept reminding. Well, I I knew he was a robot not from the beginning, but because of the way he behaved. The only other character I have ever seen behave like that was on the was on Lex, and he was a reanimated corpse. And so it just seemed very robotic to me.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Um, anyone have anything they want to say about this episode?
2: Um, I like that. Um, when Ryan was helping, I can't remember the pregnant man's name, but like they were helping him through the labor and I like that Ryan was sort of having that experience of, oh, this might have been what my dad felt like. He was my age and like trying to deal with that at that moment and then through the rest of the season as well until his dad actually shows up.
4: That's fair. That is a character that had a full
1: arc. Yeah, I was impressed with Ryan's development and and the fact that they didn't turn him into just sort of like teen punk trope. Um, you know he was I, I really enjoyed his performance and 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 the character and the fact that despite all he'd been through, he was always willing to help even when it was, you know freaking him out somehow somewhat.
2: The first time he called Gram Gramps, I was like, "Oh, yeah, so I
1: cried." <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I had had because we, you know it. it aired, what is it now on Sunday nights? Yeah, yeah. it's airing on yeah. Sunday nights here in the U.S. And we don't have cable, so we have to wait for the next day to get it on on uh, uh, Amazon. And unfortunately, someone on Twitter had posted no. just a screenshot with the with the the. The subtitles and I, I saw it before I could look away. Um, so Bummer. it didn't get to yeah. hit me that hard because I knew it was coming, but it was still, it was still nice. But that's yeah, later. But
5: it's, it's on Sunday here too, much to a lot of people's consternation. Um, so you're, you're, you get it like literally, I think about sort of about four or five hours after we do. So it's it's not a bigger gap as big a gap as it used to be. I don't think. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I think see like America used to show it. Gap. Oh,
4: when like 2005 through, through about 2007 or 8, um, they would have a full six-month gap where everybody in the UK had seen it, and bad people would watch it on yeah. the air before it
5: aired. <laughs> you, you wouldn't know anything about that, though, of course. No, oh, exactly. yeah. I mean, was, it, it kind of—it takes, <laughs> kind of, takes me back to I remember when uh, I was I was a young and watching the Next Generation. And uh, I believe the wait I had between the cliffhanger Of uh, Best of Both Worlds 1 and 2 Was something like 18 months Oh wow Yeah, I mean because I knew some other star- My dad knew some Star Trek nerds Like real big Star Trek nerds at his work To the degree that they bought Because we're in the PAL region here They bought or- and imported An NTSC VHS player And then imported the tapes So they didn't have to wait <laughs> Wow this was in, this was the early '90s, so this is this is what you had to do back then.
1: Okay, so moving on to episode six, and this is kind of like the reverse of Rosa. Uh, Demons of the Punjab. Punjab, yes. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word right. It
5: is Punjab, yes. It is
1: Punjab. Okay. Um, I, as an American, had absolutely no idea that this
5: happened. I didn't either. You, you would be yeah. amazed the amount of British people who don't know this happened. Because we have an extremely complicated relationship with our colonial past. Mm. Um, I mean, what's and, that like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, there is a considerable amount of white. I mean, there's a huge amount of um, Southeast Asian people who live in in the UK, um, who obviously their families were directly affected by the partition of India, um, but in sort of white britain where you know the colonies were a great idea and no one was sad about it ever um yeah this was it was only really uh, the 50th anniversary of the partition when there was a lot of uh publicity and a lot of documentaries made and um a lot of sort of interviews done with people who remembered it and then came here and or went to other places around the world that uh it's sort of like everybody then sort of knew about it and so it's these sort of episodes again like Rosa are incredibly important for starting discussions and uh, I know there was some things uh, you know there was like some local news reports about you know they would show it at uh, show the episode at school and then they would have a discussion about it because there's a lot of those kids at school who have relatives who live this so um, yeah it's incredibly important uh, and uh, yeah I I, I sort of put it up in the the same echelon as Rosa
1: yeah wow One thing I was very impressed with, um, and and again I, I you know, to, sorry to keep uh, echoing your show, uh, Emma, but you and Mike just do such a great job of commenting on, mm-hmm. on these things. You know, th- another of the problems this that Chibnall seems to have is is the, you know, we have to squeeze an alien in here somewhere, yeah, uh, whether it really belongs there or not. But I thought these guys, and I, I forget what they were called, but I really liked how it seemed like it was going to be like you know, a thousand other Doctor Who episodes where you've got evil aliens showing up at a point in history and just start harvesting, you know, t- Star Trek did it too. Um, you know, start harvesting people because a lot of people are going to die anyway, sort of thing. And then it turned out that this race of assassins had given up being assassins and were, you know, being there for the, what it was it, the unremembered dead or something like that.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it ended up being very sweet in a really dark and creepy kind of way
2: i had a question and maybe maybe y'all caught on to this and i did not but yaz's grandmother gave her the cracked watch did she give it to her because she recognized her from her past and knew it would mean something or did that like what's the time loop on that I don't you know what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And this was a there was a there was there were a lot of people talking about it. Um, and like how could she not recognize, you know? But
0: okay, think about it's it. It's a lot of years. It, it is it wasn't True. possible in her world. Yeah, I don't think it even crossed her mind that they might be the same person.
1: You know, True. It, you, you meet somebody for two days when you're 20, and then 70 years later or whatever. Uh, you birthed know.
4: them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: your, your daughter has a kid who looks sort of like that person. You know, it, I, I don't think there was any... Again,
4: with the back to the future question. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you not recognize this dude from your high school?
1: <sighs> <laughs> you know, if it was a world where time travel was a known thing, then yeah. But, you know, when it's not even... It, it, it's not even something you would consider... It would just mm-hmm. be like, wow, you—you you know, I knew someone who looked a lot like you fifty years ago. All that right. One was solid. On to Kerblam. <laughs> On to Amazon
4: being evil. Just kidding.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I expected to hate this episode, but I really had a lot of fun with it.
2: Um, yeah, it, it, did it didn't go wrong s- with exploding bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first episode that I had
4: fun with, and that—that that is one of my biggest problems with this season. Is like. I'm I am doing the horrible thing of watching um, 2005 through Capaldi with with my boyfriend, who I told you previous to Jody hadn't seen any Doctor Who. Well, now he's seen an awful lot of it. Um, but when you when you watch them juxtaposed like that, you see all of the all of the differences and all of the changes and the fact that the older series seasons are so much more fun and like family oriented and things that like I wanted to watch multiple times and this season is all is I've, I keep echoing myself I'm bored um, there have been several episodes where I just stopped watching halfway through and went well I'll go back to it and then I've tried a couple of different times Kablam was the first one where I was like here we go now we're back to having some fun with this show but it's also in my opinion the only one that did that I guess um, it takes you kind of did, but...
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> that one, that one has, has its own problems. Um, but yeah, you know, I... I <clears throat> excuse me. One thing I did feel about the whole series, and this one, while it was fun, it's still... I kind of felt like, almost like Chibnall may have felt like he's only going to get one season, so let's tackle every social issue we can think
0: of. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> it did kind of feel like that. Uh-huh.
4: Um I mean, yeah, yeah if you run your show like that, you will only get one
1: season. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, you know, this this was kind of the turning point. At this, at this point, I was about ready to to say, you know, maybe maybe fifty two or three years is enough, and it's mm-hmm. and it's time to to retire the TARDIS. But you know this this was a fun episode it, it was dark, you know that vat of goo when they feel, realized what it was that was creepy as hell um, but Doctor who creep yeah, um, and again, you know a nice neat wrap it up in a bow ending, but that's you know that's not uncommon, so I don't wanna did anyone have any strong feelings about Am?
2: I'm gonna be a lot more careful around bubble wrap now <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. <laughs>
1: All right. Let's move on to episode 8, the witch or not the witch finders. Now this was dark as hell.
4: Yeah. If you're um, going to have Ellen Cummings have him to be, be somebody fun.
1: <laughs> oh, I enjoy this king. John or James? James.
0: James? James. James, yeah. James, yes. Um, the, direct the
5: direct successor to Elizabeth I, so this is the early 1600s for us.
1: Um, I, I I really enjoyed his performance. I loved him flirting with Ryan. That was great.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did that? No, I loved him. Like
5: that's what I meant by that. You're oh, gonna okay. have, have, have him be somebody fun.
1: Is Earth like the penal planet for the entire galaxy?
5: <laughs> well, I mean, there is this sort of continuing thing in, in Doctor Who that Earth is a, is a real kind of backwater dumping ground of, of garbage. So yeah, this is this is um, continuous and ongoing and uh yeah i mean i i I really like this one i think it it might be the sort of my favorite out of the series as well because it it as well it kind of played into something we do pretty well here which is folk horror you know hammer horror amicus all that kind of that stuff creepy villagers culty witchy stuff we do that pretty well so this is this is doctor who bread and butter here so uh yeah, I, I I again I think it suffers a bit for cramming an alien in it. I wish I hadn't done it. So, you know, so much like I, I think that this episode could have stood without them. Yeah. Um, but I did I did really like this.
3: Was this
2: based on an actual like the Pendle Hill was that like an actual thing or was it like the witch hunts were a bigger thing and they just kind of made this Oh, the place?
5: witch, witch. Witch hunting was a big thing here. I mean, funnily enough, it kind of it, it overlaps in my Venn diagram of stuff I, I know a bit about because um <laughs> when I was when I when I studied history at school we did a we did a whole whole bunch of stuff on the witch trials. Um about that time uh, we had. Uh, uh, you guys know Black Adder, you know the, the oh, witch yeah. Oh, yeah. The pres- mm-hmm. yeah. So basically yeah. that, but seriously, uh we had Matthew Hopkins, uh, who is mentioned in this the witch find- the self proclaimed witch finder general. Um, and uh, we had a we had a big problem here with um, and all of Europe as well um, had a thing about which is uh, being a very real threat because there's a there's a line in Leviticus in the Bible which is thou now shalt not suffer a witch to live and they took that incredibly seriously <laughs> and um, it, and a lot of people uh, died as a result of uh, of uh, his- over witches and sorcery, you know, as in they showed in this episode that, uh, um, you know, so the, the, you know, these poor old, old dears who were kind of the, the village, you know, nurse essentially got done by these, uh, this hyster- hysterical outbreak of panic, and uh, it's historically accurate as well that James was uh, very into this. Um, I mean, he wrote the bloody King James's Bible for God's sake. I mean, he was uh, you know he's the reason why it's called that. It, it's, it you know he was uh, he was pretty, one in it. He was he was pretty zealous. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I as someone who kind of has studied the the period, um, it was uh, it was kind of historically accurate enough that I enjoyed it. And uh, but we kind of enough uh, enough kind of exciting. Um, uh, uh, you know, exciting bits to uh, to to not worry about the historically inaccurate bits.
0: I kind of liked seeing the witch hunts with different costumes because when they're portrayed in America, <laughs> it's the
5: Puritan era.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, same era. I mean, the same era, but you've got England and America, which were at that point very different. So yeah, we we, th-
5: sent, we sent you guys some of our, our, our most deranged zealots to, <laughs> um, to start some colonies. Um, so yeah, big big hats. Uh, my favourite is uh, my favourite bit of Puritan trivia is the, uh, the 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 weird names they gave their kids. You guys know about that? That um, oh yes, that, yeah. You know, if if thou had not been saved by Jesus, thou will be twice damned, Smith and things like that. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> it's where we get names like Chastity and Constance. Yes, Constance and all this. all that's left are the romanticized names (laughs) but there were some real doozies back then
1: and Bob which is short for Kate Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I I really enjoyed this episode Um, uh, I I like the fact that when the doctor got wet she stayed wet for a while (laughs) 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 which is rare on television
0: it's hard to do yeah
1: yeah um, really,
0: uh, I figured they just filmed them all the same day. Well,
4: the backstage knowledge is u- usually <laughs> um, they can do one of two things: they can either continue to keep the actor wet, and then makeup has to go in and fix everything, or they cover you in, for lack of a better word, lube. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, and that's what makes. You,
4: uh, so that's that in um, the the uh, second episode of the, of the fifth season where they get vomited up. <laughs> and her hair is, and it's like goopy and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much probably what they used.
5: <laughs> I'll say Jody was a Jody was a trooper for that because we had a particularly vicious uh a winter last year and um okay. and uh, yeah, so she she suffered because I think they uh, they filmed it here uh, for sort of maximum grey skies and misery. Um, so um. Yeah, she she was cold. Uh, they, had some sort of the, they had some sort of behind the scenes behind scenes stuff on, on Twitter, and uh, yeah, she she did not look happy to be wet in in uh, because we had a we had a real bad cold winter for us last oh. year. So she uh, she had a bad time a bit, bless her. So
4: they may, they may not have had to put anything on her. She could have literally just stayed wet there. because it was so cold.
5: Yeah, yeah, just stood there for five minutes.
4: Yeah, she just stayed
5: Oof. don't need to top it up. Yeah. God,
1: that sucks. Okay, uh, moving on to episode nine, It Takes You Away. I'm, I'm conflicted about this one. I like yeah. a lot of things about it, but... The, it seemed a little all over the place. Yeah. The the thing I didn't like about it, um, you know, I got to, you know, the, the, the thing in the forest turning out to not be a thing in the forest, that was fine. Um, I like the, the mirrors, because, uh, you know, that's... Mirrors have freaked people out for ever since they were invented.
0: Um, it steals your soul.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> or it's a portal to another world or whatever. Um, I love that the the blind girl was actually a blind actor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's but my problem was that that in between conduit, whatever I forget what it was called, uh, because it, it okay. granted I'm trying to apply real world logic to a fantasy show but you've got this subterranean cavern that as far as I can tell has one dude living in it and a whole swarm of creatures that have to eat flesh to
5: live what are they eating? (laughs) everyone Um, else else before they got there my problem was that they appear to be ten feet apart um, you know that they, the, the two portal entrance and exits, um, in a in a BBC studio, you can't convincingly you can't convince me that they you know they've been walking for more than three seconds. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and also the the when everybody's trying to get back, and I'm, I'm kind of jumping to the end of the episode, and what was the guy's name? Bands or ribbons? Ribbons, hands that big red balloon thing to Ryan and and. Uh, yaz and the girl and the flesh moths are chasing him and they they hide in a hole but the balloon is still sticking out <laughs> but the <laughs> moths fly by anyway
4: <laughs> they're bugs they're not they're not paying attention
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the main the main problem with this is um it, it it's it's independently fine as an episode but when you kind of dig into it it all you can think of is that um Oh, hey, this is this is a quiet place, or this is bird uh, box, or um, you know, the the, the idea that, that there's something there, but not really. Oh, oh that's uh, spoiler alert, the village, and um, you know, yeah. you kind of end up picking through the things it reminds you of before you kind of um, appreciate it on its own, really, and that's kind of its fault. So, um, but yeah, I mean, at the time, I, I enjoyed watching it.
1: And and uh, Graham had some wonderful moments with the. With oh, the, of course.
2: Oh, yeah.
4: With
1: Grace. Grace, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, like did you stay with someone that you love, even if that meant you know they weren't really them? Yeah. And that's a hard question,
4: and and I love when Doctor Who goes into those kinds of things of like, the, the philosophy behind would you rather, what would you do, et cetera, et cetera. And they did anything with Graham is just it's always a beautiful scene.
1: <laughs> I think my biggest problem with the the episode, uh, other other than just the, you know the practicality of the the between area, is we didn't get enough of the father to really give a shit if he went back.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect him to go back.
2: Yeah, he just abandoned his kid there by scaring her into staying in the house. I don't know if it's such a great idea for him to go back.
0: Yeah. And he was gone for how many days? I mean, if you're gone... I can understand, yeah, you pop over there and you're gone for maybe a few hours, but... yeah, I mean, and not just that, he-, he left his blind child alone for several yeah. days. I mean, as a mother I find that really hard to, to accept no. I know there are people that are that awful out there but that someone would terrify their child and abandon them for days on end is just that's mother, mother Gothel level yeah. crap. yeah so I didn't I really didn't expect him to come back. I expected that they would have him stay. But in, in the way that they wrote it, he couldn't stay. Right, because she was, you know, but a child
4: you, and blind, and, what, and then suddenly she becomes the doctor's problem.
0: Well, I was thinking more along the lines of uh, no one can stay because the two worlds cannot coexist. Mm. I expected them to probably move the daughter somewhere else.
4: Which would have been a lovely ending if they could wrap it up in a fine little bow like that.
0: But At least also, they didn't have then the you would. Like, dead.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: And shall we talk about the frog?
4: I love the frog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the frog was brilliant.
4: It was so good, and her beautiful line of "I made a friend and then I had to say goodbye." Like, oh, that was that was heartbreakingly beautiful, and it was about a frog, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Emma, was there any, any blowback about the frog over, over your there side was, of the world?
5: Well, I mean, look, most of the people that <laughs> we, so, we sort of know are miserable, well, get Doctor Who fans. So uh, they were, of course, outraged by it. But then you think, you know, dude, you've sat through a lot of shitty effects in your time. So <laughs> you, have, you've, you've got, it, well, I mean, but, <laughs> but, I mean, like even way back before that, I mean. You know, we've seen a lot of bubble wrap and duvet monsters in our time, so uh, <laughs> let's 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 not be precious about this, okay?
4: But it's so very Monty Python, like big dad, I'm just a frog. It's fine. <laughs> I just want to be a friend. Like,
0: <laughs>
4: It seemed very like that's the kind of thing I want happening with Jody because Jody's character is so bubbly and fun, and everything around her is always so. Dire and sad and upsetting and dramatic. And it's like, I want,
5: I want more chaotic frogs. <laughs> I think it's funny you bring up Monty Python in an episode where they were literally pining for the fjords.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to stop on that because nothing's going to top that line. <laughs> Ooh, that's
5: what you brought me on for. <laughs> um,
1: okay, let's let's we're we're heading into the homestretch here. Okay, um, episode ten. And uh, I'm not gonna have a lot nice to say about this one. The Battle of Ranscor of Colos.
4: Yes. yeah, we thought it was bum. Anticlimactics. Yeah, Anti-climactic yeah definitely. With Tim Shaw.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and oh my God, those, the, the, the planets and the crystals look like I built them in my shop.
4: <laughs> I don't understand. Like the the whole production design behind everything has been this this crystal yellow crystals in everything. It's in the sonic screwdriver. It's in the planet encasing things. It's in her Like what is with these yellow crystals? That's
5: a Doctor Who problem. The the, the, the yellow crystals vastly predate these. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. And I've just is, missed them no. this entire time. No, I mean, not as oh. so much you knew who, but um, I guarantee it, you, there was a crystal. There was in, in a old lot who. The old one. There was a bunch, yeah. So this is an ongoing issue. <laughs> no, no more problem. yellow
4: crystals. Make them pink. Make them blue. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, we did have a blue one once. We we're very excited about that. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, but uh, other than that, it's all yellow all the time.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it was nice to see the quarry. We haven't been there for a while.
5: No, it was nice to see a quarry. I was getting a nostalgic nostalgic feelings for a nice quarry um, <laughs> I will say though you know the um, it, Rick I'm going to throw this one to you you know these uh, these the two um uh, sort of aliens I want to call them that you know on the spiritual journey the Ux the oh, Ux yeah, like, don't they ever so much remind you of the Nux from Stargate the, yeah oh yeah, that's <laughs> right you were talking the Nox the Yeah. the Nox
1: yeah that Did was with the with the, the twigs yeah, in their hair familiar.
0: and yeah. they
5: had twigs in their hair too, so I was like, <laughs> hang on a minute, you just control C, control V some letters and made them the same thing.
0: The Nox were completely pacifistic. They could fight, they chose not to. They had transcended that. The Ux did the reverse. No, they thought they were following what the creator was yeah. ordering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they were
5: they trying to... Try they the same, went from peaceful I...
0: to warlike because that's what their creator wanted. Mm-hmm.
1: I just found it hard to believe that these essentially immortals would fall for Tim Shaw's bullshit. Because <laughs> he was hardly a charismatic that... character.
4: No, but it was just the one, and the one, the girl... Ux, was driving me crazy the entire time because she was like, "Oh, my faith, my faith, my faith." Like, are are you trying to make a political statement with her screaming, "Oh, my faith," and this dude being like, "Can we not?" <laughs> <sighs> yeah, go on. You you guys rant for a while. I feel like I've ranted a lot.
5: <laughs> I will say, I think the, with the um, I think maybe um, that's again sort of maybe a, a like a, a cultural difference thing because uh, um. Sort of hear the the sort of loud evangelical uh, Christians aren't as big a, a bigger thing um, as they as they uh, they might be with you guys. So I think the the whole sort of the faith the faith the faith thing. I think that that was just it, it was just sort of not regarded in in through that lens. I think as much when viewed here. Um, but uh, I think it was more that so the doctor gets a cool speech. Um which I mean for old doctor Who fans will be reminded of the seventh doctor's speech um uh, about um about sort of violence and stuff that he has in in one of his episodes. um but yeah, I thought I mean there was sort of little little chinks of, of light in this, but yeah, I thought overall this was a fairly underwhelming episode and and kind of what wasn't a, an end episode it wasn't it didn't feel like an episode 10 of ten it just no. sort of felt like a middle a middle piece.
1: Yeah. Which if that had been the case would have been just fine. Yeah. Felt like the two towers? I think that may um, be giving it a little more credit than it deserves.
0: <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I'm someone who I'm I'm religious, but I have a lot of friends who question. So I didn't have any problem with the with the you've got the hardcore with the faith and then the younger person who's questioning. I saw that as a natural progression, because they implied that there are always two, but it's not the same two. My only question was, um, if there's always two, where do the two come where from? Where do they come from? <laughs> yes, I had that question, too. Because no, it not, was clear just... they kept referring to the you know, to the guy as being younger. Well, does he, like, die and regenerate? Or does... And, and like, start over? Or does... He, is he born from another race as an ox? Yeah, and then they just
5: appear... But it's like sort of the sip and the apprentice So you just like how's there always two is there like a newsletter because <laughs> you know so um, you know I think I just sort of go out I find it's like a, like a Sith then I go I guess
1: do we ever find I, I don't imagine we'll ever find out if anyone on Earth happened to notice the big beam coming down from the sky uh-
5: I mean we we said that on on the show it's like Whoever lives there, fuck them in particular. Apparently, because, right. you know. And there's, there's, as we found out from the the New Year's episode, unit is is gone the way of the dodo. So is there just like in Brazil, some a big scorched, you know, some like where the Christ Redeemer statue is just a smoking hole, and no one knows anything about it now. I mean, okay. I guess.
0: Well, they've they've got filters. You know, they, yeah. there's so much weird stuff happens. They just forget about it or don't yeah. see it. Uh, has anybody ever read the Percy Jackson books? No. Not the movies, because the movies suck. Uh, the <laughs> Percy Jackson books. They have what they call the mist. So they've got all these uh, demigods, of, of uh, or their parents are the Greek gods, and a human, and they're fighting actual monsters, but they don't see it as a kid fighting a Gorgon. They see it as uh, an old lady and a kid having an argument. Huh.
1: That would explain why there's no mention in London history of the 40-foot Cyberman.
0: Exactly. Right. We don't of this.
4: I have a question about this for the next episode, so we're going to put an <laughs> asterisk on this.
0: <laughs> it's like the uh, the history of the Cleons. We do not speak of it much with outsiders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Virginia, you haven't said much about this one.
0: Um.
2: Yeah, I didn't have much to say. I, it was kind of a letdown after the the rest of the um the rest of the episode. So I was I was glad to hear that there was going to be a a New Year's a New Year's episode, which I enjoyed.
1: Yes. Are we ready to move on to that one? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, uh, they decided to break with tradition. Uh, yet again and instead of there being a christmas episode which by the way emma how was that for y'all over there did it feel really strange to not have it on christmas
5: yeah it was weird i mean uh, we, we we've just done the uh, the episode about resolution it hasn't quite hit the airwaves yet but something that we said then was um it was just sort of threw off the the rhythm of christmas day a bit in that you know my, my family was here uh, visiting us you know we had uh, you know our giant dinner and uh, a big cup of tea, watched a film, and had to wave goodbye to them because they have to go back to work on Boxing Day. Uh, sorry, that's the 26th of December for the rest of <laughs> rest of humanity. And um, and uh, you know we sat down, uh, you know, unwrapped the Toblerone and went, oh, now what? There's no who. On. The
0: Toblerone.
5: Quite <laughs> <laughs> a Toblerone that is, Christmas Day. Hey, Toblerone um, is
0: brilliant chocolate.
5: It is, but they've ruined it because they made the gaps bigger between the peaks. Anyway, no. Uh, this, they ruined it they ruined it anyway um <laughs> um but uh, yeah it was it threw off the kind of the natural rhythm of the holiday and so i maintain that new year's day is a garbage day because everyone's fed up and hung over and fat and they say in the, the
4: episode multiple times like this is yeah, a bad exactly. day everyone's it sucked.
5: yeah i mean i like that they played into that but uh, it was very it, it was very strange kind of threw off the the feeling of the festive period but uh I mean, obviously, I mean, as well, seeing the new year in and sort of sitting there on the sofa and going, oh, don't Who on today? <laughs> it was quite strange. Um, but uh, obviously once, uh, it, you know, you just kind of learn to learn to enjoy it because, the you know, the long wait begins after this. So.
1: Well, I've got to say, uh, I have been one of those guys who for many years now have been saying, you know what? Even you know if this, this myth that they have to use the Daleks every season or they lose the copyright is true, let it go. It's time to, to put the Daleks out to pasture. And, and you know, we've had this discussion many times, Emma. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I
3: thought
1: it was
0: every two years.
1: It depends on I've, only, I've heard it that they have to use it every season, at least once every season or they lose the copyright. Um, I am, I, w- I was blown away by how Resolution made the Daleks scary again.
4: Yeah, yeah,
5: that was yeah. pretty great. So it kind of reminds me of the of, you know, famously you know, this use a Star Trek comparison, that you have the great edifice of the Borg, so you have to show everybody what one can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's that's kind of the, the I mean, we've, we've done it once already with New Who in, in Dalek, right? So it, it doesn't hurt to remind you that uh, the, the power of one. Um, so yeah, I I'm, I I always like the smaller scale. I mean, when you have because when you have these giant monster things, they can sort of it can be so big it's just kind of not scary. But when you kind of reduce it down, you can see how much damage one individual can do, and then then you're like, oh okay, I, I understand why we're worried about these things now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, as as one of the biggest Dalek detractors that I know, the fact that when they finally Confirmed it was a Dalek, and I was like, It's
0: a Dalek, that's so cool.
1: <laughs> I was like, All right, I like Daleks.
0: <laughs> I like that it was a steampunk Dalek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: so
4: here, here's my question. This is, I'm going to pull from that asterisk from earlier. So, why do we still have to explain to humans what a Dalek is? Because at this point, we've, humankind has been overrun by Daleks twice. Um, Daleks keep happening, and they explained when, in Amy's world, that people didn't remember it because things from Amy's world were getting erased, but then all of that came back. So, in theory, the memories of the Daleks and the Cybermen in the, in the 18th century, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, those things should, in theory, be back. So why are we still explaining what a Dalek is to humans?
0: You can take two two possible routes with that. One... Like we mentioned before, with with the mist, you know, they, they just conveniently forget because their minds can't comprehend it. Or you could go with, uh, how, how would I put this? You could go with, well, all that happened in London, and we're in Sheffield. Nothing happens in Sheffield. Uh, uh.
5: <laughs> I mean, also, I mean, if you wanna, you could. I mean, uh, you, the other thing is as well. I mean, when we had the. The whole uh, climax of uh, the Eleventh Doctor's time. I mean, the universe was rebooted, um, so you can use that to just say, you know, um, don't worry about it. No one remembers that stuff anymore, and uh, we kind of reset to zero with that um, Dalek memory thing. I mean, but you know, every time the Daleks have, have conquered and destroyed, it's kind of been hand waved away of like, you know, we folded back the time so no one remembers the thing that happens. So. Uh, yeah, but you have to do a lot of hand waving and a lot of uh, of mental gymnastics. It's just best to say because it works for the story, so don't worry about it.
4: Yeah. That, that's better. That's my dad's response to things. It's in the script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: my favorite, one of my favorite things about Donna, when they introduced Donna, was they they covered that. You don't yeah, remember this and, this and this and that, and she's like, no. Oh, Yes, <laughs> like ah, I wasn't here then, or well, I was sick. I was snorkeling,
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I was I was very pleased with resolution, uh, you know. Whereas, the battle of blah 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 did not leave me wanting more. Resolution did. I thought resolution was yeah. a good resolution. Um, you know, it ended on a place where if you know heaven forbid the show didn't come back, it wouldn't feel unfinished. But it was also you know, it was kinda of like, you know, second start of the right <laughs> kind of ending, which was I I, I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed, you know, the 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 fact that okay, the way they got rid of the Dalek was kind of stupid, but it's Doctor Who. <laughs> <So>.
4: <laughs> the way we always get rid of Daleks is a little stupid. <laughs> yeah. How did I'm with people- you though. Like from Witchfinders made me go, okay, I guess I'll keep trying. The lo- the next two I was like, Egh. but by resolution, I which I watched today, by the way, because I didn't have time until today. Um, I'm I'm glad that I I did because I'm back on board. Honestly, I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping for the best. I have hope. We've all heard <laughs> me rant for the last hour, but I still have hope.
1: So what do we want to see in, you know, in five years when they bring back the
0: next season? <laughs> <laughs> well, before that, I want to find out what people's reactions were to finally seeing Ryan's dad.
5: Oh, oh,
1: right. I forgot about
5: that. I kind of, I like the, the test doctors, the insanely blunt, oh, you're Ryan's dad. You let him down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Preach. What a great moment!
4: Just like, no, I'm not going to be nice to you. <laughs> You're not a nice person.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I really hope that they're not letting him off the hook that easily.
0: Yeah, I don't think they are. I don't think so. I think they handled it very well with him. By intru- when they introduced him, they gave him a chance to redeem himself, and he almost didn't pull it off. He he tried and seemed like he was going to give up again and then Ryan pulls him back um i liked that and it makes it feel like they're going to go and be like all happy go lucky now with Ryan's dad but i i don't think they're going to do that
2: i think it'll be like a roller coaster kind of um sometimes it'll look like their relationship is really going in a good direction and then something messed up will happen and so they're never really going to, like, fully resolve it. You have to drag it out across the seasons if there are going to be seasons.
0: Yeah. Okay. Have they
2: not announced the new
5: season yet? Well, they said it's coming back in 2020. Um, okay. But, uh, I mean, they're saying that there will be a new series. Jodie, Chibnall, the whole gang will be in it. Um, but uh, not till 2020. So we have, you know, nothing for 2019 after this. So.
4: You know, let them take that time. Take the time. Look at their bad. Make it better. <laughs>
1: What I would like do
4: their to their research. Well, do their research.
1: There you go. What I would like to see is Chibnall unclench a bit. Don't, yes, I agree. Don't make statements like "We are not going to do this," because I think that the 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 statement that each episode is going to be self contained and we're not going to do oh. anything from the past really it it, it
3: it's hobbled them. Too.
1: Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I, you know, again, I have complained about, oh, God, another Cyberman episode or, you know, stuff like that. But I really missed some of the, you know, some of the references to previous stuff this season. And I guess I, it had Joey. It took them,
4: hmm? Sorry, go ahead. Go, no, 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 Please continue.
1: I, I think it, it having a season where they weren't there made me realize that while I complained about them when they were there, I missed them when they're not. Which I know that doesn't make any sense, but. Uh.
4: Well, they did have a couple of throwbacks. So in Resolution, Jody mentions uh, an Eccleston episode and a, and a Mass Smith episode. I don't remember what the reference is. I just remember going, oh, that was sweet. Um, And then in Kerblam, Ke- Ke- she ordered a Fez. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so th- there have been a couple episodes where they've thrown out, well, I did this and I did this. And when I was a man, something like this happened. And back on Witchfinders, by the way. um, that was one of my favorite lines. Yes. Know, that was I never great. would have had this. Yes. I never would have had this
0: problem if I was a man. So when, I, when I was a man. Yeah. That was a great line.
1: But I'd, li- I'd like to see him have a little more fun. With, with yes. Have them all have yeah. a little more fun next time.
5: Please have fun. Please I have I, fun. I, I think to me, what this series speaks of is that they wanted to strip things back, but also there was a certain lack of confidence in the series in that i think that sometimes they had a great script but then they thought oh we've got to put an alien in it because this is doctor who or they had um you know an angle they wanted to take where they thought okay well we're we're dealing with a whole new cast a whole new everything and we're worried about what people are going to do you know how people are going to accept jody and this crowded tardis with all these companions and we're still feeling it out so i'm, I'm hoping that they take from this series the confidence to go forward with their convictions and and commit to the stories they want to tell and not feel like they have to make a concession because of this is capital D capital W Doctor Who yeah mm-hmm.
1: Virginia, you got anything in particular you're you're hoping to see next time?
2: Um I just hope no like romantic relationships between anybody that like always ruins everything so. I, that's that's not really something I'm wanting to happen. It's what I don't want to happen, I guess. Mm.
1: I think they have been hint, they are hinting between Yaz and Ryan, but I hope... I, I really hope that doesn't
4: I happen. Really I hope don't that think doesn't so. happen. I don't
5: think so. I don't think so.
1: I don't know anyone who ships that. Everyone
5: ships the Doctor and Yaz, right? That's what we're all shipping, isn't it? That, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm
1: informed we're doing. That would so. be, yeah. Um. So, folks, uh, we would love to hear... Uh, what you have to say about this season of Doctor Who if you would like to uh, reach out. Um, I don't know offhand the Cosmic Potato contact information (laughs) which I probably should have checked. uh, Mail at
2: CosmicPotato.com
1: Thank you. Virginia, you (laughs)
2: rock.
1: (laughs) Uh, and check out all the other wonderful shows, including Cosmic Potato, in which, where you will find uh, Virginia and myself from time to time. Uh, and Captain Game Show, where, again, the, the, we, we both appear on it frequently. Um, and Virginia has her wonderful show of What You've Never Seen. Wait. Wait, you've never seen it. Damn it. I knew I was <laughs> going to get that wrong. <laughs> um, and you have your blog, Casually, To Casually Go, which is your Star Trek blog. Yes. Uh, and then, there, oh, there's also World War, uh, is it World War G? World War G? Yeah. World
2: and, War G and Trial by Pilot.
1: And is the, the wrestling show still on? Uh,
2: Wrestlemania? Re- Wait, no, no, that's not what it's Fand- Fand- it.
1: No, Fandamania? Look, go to the Cosmic, go, go to CosmicPotato.com, it's <laughs> all there. Review-a-mania,
2: that's what it is. What is it? Review-a-mania. Ah,
1: right, right, right. Um. So, yeah, all that stuff is there. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Uh, so, Emily and Ellie and Emma and Virginia, thank you all so much for being here tonight. And folks out there, thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully uh, I'll be coming back and talk to you all about something else again soon. And <laughs> so from all of us, all of you, I'm going to shut up now. Good night and bye-bye. Bye.